0: everyone and welcome to the moss isley happy hour my name is adam and i am joined by chris lobot allen hello and wesley Sith. howdy and uh we uh we're we don't, we don't have lee with us uh, he's, We've lost uh, him
1: where did we lose he, him
0: he's uh, somewhere around uh somewhere
2: around he was fanning around outside the spaceship and i accidentally put the brakes on
0: <laughs> oh there's uh, utterly uh, utterly unrelated to anything but i did read a really annoying quote from uh the lead singer of coldplay uh on the event of them having their new single debuted on the international space station and i thought I'd be out of that fucking airlock in no suit. That is just...
1: <laughs> if you had the energy to get to the airlock.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, yeah, get
1: out before it drears you. Before uh, it
0: yeah. drears Drears. That's, that's yes. the new
1: word that it... it yes. Yeah. There's
0: a lovely old term as well. For, there's a lovely uh, old term for sort of uh, a depressive moment or more with uh, got the morbs, which I really <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, yeah I've just got the Morbs this afternoon you know um but uh, and uh, yes but we do not have the Morbs here for no. we are continuing our journey through the Star Wars uh I'm going to call it the live action universe at the moment because if one thing has become clear from watching the Mandalorian which indeed is what we're covering this evening um is that a lot of people have turned up who have previously been animated who I have no idea of the level of their significance. Mm. So I should be looking forward to you gentlemen educating me on, on certain aspects there. Uh, as I say, Lee is, uh, Lee's schedule has changed, so he's not joining us on the, uh, the Moss Isley Happy Hour for the moment. Um, but please be aware that his presence is felt very much like a forced ghost. He is a Ben Kenobi figure, guiding us to turn off our navigators and have another drink. So, yes, um, but uh, here we are. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, we're all good? Yeah. Yeah? Well, there you go. That's the banter section out of the way. It so
1: is. Let's, <laughs> <so let's, laughs> this, we, we need to get right into this. I mean, you know, there, there is there is way too much in here for us to cover in our our meager two hour long. Yeah,
0: there there, is a, there, is, a lot, there is a lot to get across. So let's kick straight in. So I didn't bother going down the whole route of um, uh, because it's so recent and also I'm a bit lazy. I didn't go down the whole route of um, what else was released at the time, especially because pretty much fuck all especially for the second series, which obviously came out at the, um, the sort of second wave of the pandemic as we had it mm. in the UK and um, a lot of other countries were as well. So, yeah, Series 1 came out between November and December 2019. I didn't watch it. And uh, then, uh, oh, no, I, watched, I think I watched the first two, first three. No, I got up to The Village, must have been the first four, and then didn't watch it. And then the second that's series.
2: I, that's what happened to me. I watched the first four episodes and then I was like, just never found the time.
0: Yeah. And, I've, I, and this is something that we've come up with. So sort of, I've mentioned it on the show before. Uh, um, is the, and obviously we're getting to that soon, but the, the sort of general response around uh, the last Jedi uh, episode eight is, um, did kind of put me off uh well not put me off star wars but it was just like the there were sort of elements of fandom that were just really like oh yeah and it kind of put me off so you know and and as a result i missed out on solo which i have subsequently Mm. watched and enjoyed because of the podcast and now i found out that they have made me miss out on the Mandalorian, and frankly i am prepared to hunt them to the ends of the galaxy because it is yeah it's brilliant and more to the point uh i had every single spoiler spoil just by dint mm. of being near the internet you know at yeah. least 20 20 minutes after the last episode had gone mm-hmm. so yeah i had um so there's that element to it so it, it was definitely- spoiled
1: but not spoiled
0: it was spoiled, but definitely I still enjoyed it. And and no matter what happened, even though there was sort of stuff I knew, still a hell of a thrill when things, yeah. you know, very familiar elements and things came into it. Well, in a way, so. I think,
1: Um, I mean, there were twists in it and obviously the references, but somehow it was, for me, much more about the process, the whole thing. Yes. What made so it you, work.
2: You knew the destination, you just enjoyed yeah. the journey.
1: mmm
0: And I think it's that, I think also being, because it's the first, I mean, obviously there's the animated shows, but I mean, it's the first TV version of Star Wars. Mm. And I think that it really, it just shows how well that works in that medium.
1: Yeah, absolutely. uh,
0: You know, I mean, obviously it's um, John uh, Favreau who created it and sort of brought it to Disney and everything else like that. Yeah, just put him in charge. <laughs> just leave him, you know, yeah, because he, I, he knows he's, what
1: he's doing. Yeah, he's
2: but originally, some- mm. originally, with there was well, there's, for many years there has been a planned live action TV series for Star Wars, and they got as far as to uh, almost a hundred episode series called Underworld or Underground or something like that. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, Rogue One and the Mandalorian are reused scripts from uh. that TV series.
0: Ah, and actually, yes, that was something that did make me smile uh, as I was making my way through uh, certainly the second series. Is you guys mentioning Project Dark Saber oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> comes up in Rogue One. And, yeah, just <laughs> straight out of my head. Um, but I know that you guys were sort of enjoying that because you pointed it out to me. We're well, like, yeah, well, be really, you'll understand. It really,
2: comes we? to, it really comes to the fore in um, the Rebels cartoons. Because mm. that plays a big... Well, let's just say, if when you watch Star Wars Rebels, um, a lot of the whole to do with the Darksaber and Mandalore come to mm. the fore. And also, oh, okay. which I'm... Which I mentioned in an early podcast, Darth Maul's takeover of mm. Mandalore.
0: Oh yes, yeah, because because obviously there's the so you've got the characters what are they the Night Owls, um, Bog uh, Bogaton mm. and the Night Owl uh, Night Owls rather, um, aren't they part of? They're in Rebels, aren't they? Or they? Yeah, like, the, the
2: leader is. Yeah, she's yeah. in it.
0: Which is another example of, because obviously it's um, Katie uh, Sackhoff yeah, who so, was in Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. And,
1: mm. yeah, yeah, she was great in that.
0: You see, I never, I never saw, uh, I never saw the um, the redone Battlestar Galactica. I really I, I re- I really was remember.
1: Fantastic! Like, I absolutely recommend that. Did video. you ever
0: watch the original? Like
2: the yeah, original uh, it,
1: I, I, you know, it was on occasionally. I never watched it properly. Um, I is think that... my dad used to put it on occasionally. Yeah,
2: the best thing to watch is Battlestar Galactica, nineteen eighty. Oh, that's that's by far the best iteration of it.
1: Is
0: that the one with Wolfman Jack When they meet him at the party? <laughs> hey there, man!
2: <laughs> it's the one with Dick Van Dyke's son and the bikes. Oh yes. Oh fuck it is. It's it? awful.
3: It's isn't really that? awful.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I know, I know the one you mean. But yeah, Battlestar Galactica, because that was, I think that had that element of, because it was like the third version of Battlestar Galactica, at which point they were like, can't you do this cheaper? Well, the I suppose the cheapest thing is to do it in present day Earth because you haven't got to build spaceships and everything from scratch. Oh, and, <laughs> mm. and But I mean, the because weirdly enough, I mean, obviously the original Battlestar Galactica is essentially someone ripping off Star Wars or sort of creating because of Star Wars. It's a same
2: effects team. Mm. John by StarCraft and he did all the ships and that.
0: Yeah, Mm. but you definitely get that sort of, you get that um, that real vibe from certainly that sort of like first series of Battlestar Galactica is just, oh we could do Star Wars on the telly and um, you know, and they kind of do, but yeah, it's just it's not Star Wars. Although the figures used to hang around quite a lot
2: I still got my cylon.
0: yeah
2: well i mean and if you think about it arms. you'll probably
0: recommend an ointment or something i don't know
2: yeah <laughs> chromed helmet is a is a real pain oh dear well i've, I've got a touch of old Luc- lucifer's end and it's just like a Heria.
0: series yes yeah, series of blinking lights in like a conical shape but i think you can take a deep dive into bounced galactica and really not anyone know what we're talking about but
3: <laughs>
0: the original i think the original part of that point was uh katie sackoff is one of a number of big name guests yeah. mm. in this show which is another one that ha- it's had a weird cuz it's not like they've suddenly just got Brad Pitt in or something like that but there is a yeah. real eclectic mixture of sort of like cuz obviously uh, what's his name turns up as well that that shocked me the other night because i've i watched the last sort of four th- yeah the last four over sort of like the last couple of nights and um when uh what's his name michael uh is it Bain? michael bean yeah michael bean yeah michael Bean yeah when it's he turned up uh he was the he's the guy who he he's Reese in the terminator and he's He's not Hudson, he's Hicks. No, he's, H- he's Hudson in he's Aliens, Hicks, isn't, he? isn't he?
1: Is he uh, Hicks? Okay. Yeah, Hicks, Hicks? Yeah, he's yeah. Hicks.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's Hicks in... Um, and, yeah, he turned up in the one with... And I can't remember this character's name, so I will have to... Um, soaker I? That's it,
2: yeah, thank you. Tano, um, Tano,
1: yeah. And again... I was
2: thinking a big gun full of water, a super soaker, and that's <laughs> yeah. how I remember it. But yeah, so
0: so he turns so he turns up in it. But the weirdest thing is, is it was I kind of felt like he'd been in it before because mm-hmm. when he encountered Timothy Oliphant's character, the guy who was wearing, who was using Bob Boba Fett. Fett's, yeah. so At this at this point, can I just say to everyone that we probably should have mentioned both swearing and spoilers, <laughs> but here we go. Here's your warning before we get really deep on this: swearing and spoilers.
1: Luckily, we have the explicit. Tag. That's true. Later. Yeah, it's it's not too bad.
0: But um, but yeah. So the guy who's wearing Boba Fett's no. armor that he got off Jowers that and- was
1: nice. Oh, throughout all of this, it's things like you see, but uh, I'm going to call him Boba Fett. Boba it, and uh, but yeah, but it's not him in it at first. You know, yeah, it's like no. it's just again like small twists and that. But it's just yeah, it's nice, really.
2: Our first introduction to him, isn't it? It's a silhouette. Mm. Looking yeah. down on the the, quite, quite, uh, the ship, the razor mm. ship. I can't mm. say the name of it at the moment. Yeah, as that flies off, you see him there with his with his bald Maori head.
0: Yeah, because it's. Um, but the thing is, it's obviously it's. Uh, they got back uh, Jamura Morrison to play the character because obviously, what would a grown up Boba Fett look like? Well, he's a clone of Django Fett, so we just yeah. get Django Fett back. Yeah. But I think he does it, he does it really fucking well. Um, because there's bits where, uh, and again, we're jumping all over the shop. We'll, try well Yeah, and,
1: yeah, yeah we'll. Yeah. Does that matter? But, yeah. I mean, you know.
0: Well, yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll sort of, we'll, we'll, let's, let's rein it back. So, so obviously we get that very, that very sort of first part where it's, we get some, Elements of uh, Mandalorian culture, as yeah. well as we sort of see him out on a job, it makes it. And because I remember when this was first, when this was first coming out, I think people either thought it was going to be a Boba Fett
1: yeah mm. show.
0: Oh, well, he then... did.
2: The bloke who played him, <laughs> him actually did mistakenly announce because he thought he? he was playing yeah. Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, Pedro uh, Pascal thought he was yeah because he because obviously the armor's basically yeah. the same. I mean, yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars you, you realise yeah, star.
1: yeah. <laughs> but and first, um, yeah it is, it is yeah.
0: Because because I, I even remember when there was a thing because that again you get that whole fan element of you sort of start rumours going around and everything else like that. So it was announced. No, it's not about. Boba Fett it's another Mandalorian uh, and obviously that's a slightly <laughs> checkered thing anyway but never mind um, <laughs> we're getting bogged down here I'm getting far too specific um, And but loads of people were then like oh it's Boba Fett who's lost his memory because he was like you know because it's that oh well that's how he survived the Sarlacc but he's lost his memory and then it will come back in the show and then it will turn oh. out that it was a stealth Boba Fett it. show <laughs>
2: It sort of Shall goes I... back to what you were saying, Ed, about you know how some of the films crowbar in any other part of the law. It seems mm. that with the Mandalorian, the fans were generating their own crowbar, of,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, trying to find connections when you really didn't need it. No, and I think I, but, I think
0: it was probably just possibly it was just the level of disappointment where it's like, oh, aren't they going to, you know? But, but is that it won't, be, it won't be as good as if he's not Boba Fett? It's yeah. Like,
1: but yeah, it, but we've we've expected to get yeah. like any any big release will be about the main characters because if, like before that, um, it was only the cartoons yeah. that had done done anything like that, I guess. Um, no, you, it, very true actually because I suppose it's
0: they they don't um, like all the other stuff they were saying about they were going to do like they obviously did solo. Um, but also they were saying about the the, the long gestating uh Obi
1: Wan live action series, Mm. and so yeah, I
0: suppose there is that element where people were like,
1: It it has to be about someone famous because they couldn't, you know, do this bigger production and it be Mm. a nobody. Um, but yeah, the best that was the best decision, it absolutely worked just so well. It's weird because you've got such an open, you've got it gives you
0: such an open sort of thing mm. to play with by not relating it back to anything.
3: Yeah.
0: That they then can bring those elements in. But which, unlike,
1: which I, thought, like, say, I thought they did well not to go overboard on that, especially like obviously mm. the second season they did bring in more. But in the first season, it was a lot of just much smaller kind of Easter eggs and nods yeah. and not making it so obvious that it's a bit excruciating like it has been in some of the films. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it even when it's stuff like, I mean, basically, if and here we go again, this is the third spoiler warning, second spoiler warning, whatever like that. But basically, nothing in my head would sound worse than, are oh, they doing this series, but don't worry, they're going to bring back Boba Fett from the dead. Mm-hmm. And Luke Skywalker will turn up at the end. <laughs> yeah, and I'll think, yeah. Oh, fuck off. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? And then, <laughs> but watching it, but, is, yeah. yeah, this
1: just so it progressed into mm. that. Yeah, no, yeah, it really jumping
2: was. jumping forward slightly. How good was that? How how did you actually put turn two, two together when they're in that control room and then the X-wing flies by the windows? Well, I I knew that had to be.
1: Yeah, I'd yeah. already heard that it was, so there was no way yeah. for me to not know right. hit. That was, so... As
0: soon as an X-wing turned up, I we... but yeah. so I forgot, so I got all over excited. Uh... <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, and I, I, I mean, I was watching it. I've been mainly watching it with Claire. Claire no. doesn't think she's watching it, and then admits at the end of episode she's just been watching it's the episode. Just... <laughs> yeah, and, and but similarly with that because I I think Claire had seen. Rather unhelpfully, and, you know, I mean, it had been out long enough, so it's not his fault. But um, Mark Hamill, uh, apparently at the BAFTAs, there's a a vote, uh, like a public vote, and it's um, for the best scene on television. Mm -hmm. And one of the scenes shortlisted is Luke coming in at the end of The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And Mark Hamill actually put it up on his page, and I think it was like the day before we actually finished The Mandalorian uh so she knew she knew about the, the boba fett business but not luke and i was like no i will keep that to myself because if you've not seen it this is going to be and then just yeah just the day before it was um but she didn't know stuff like the fact that obviously they've de-aged him mm.
3: uh,
0: and and both of us i mean logically speaking because obviously the x-wing's there but neither of us knew that r2 was coming in mm. oh, which yeah. was just yeah, that a, was nice a nice little, little trick
1: yeah yeah <laughs> especially his interaction with Grogu, yeah. yes. And another that, thats something that did really well in this. There was a lot of sweet moments and just yeah. and just, just nice, you know, kind. Uh, especially um, Mandalorian himself, Jin, Jin Jari, Jin yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like you know, just a nice character, considering his vocation.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I mean, it's there's a certain there's a certain thing that it's brought to it is obviously it's bounty hunters Mm. and you know, our only knowledge of them from the films, so to speak is empire strikes back and uh, bounty hunters. We don't need that scum. (laughs) Uh, Hey Derek, my, my, my brother's a bounty hunter. Okay. Let's just leave it. But um, they, uh, Uh. no, they've got all, um, but it sort of brings in this idea that there's codes and things like that because obviously, mm. and again, we're jumping around, but like Boba Fett's fealty and Fennec Chan's fealty to him because it's like, no, we had a bargain. Yeah. You know, we will help you retrieve your child, essentially. Mm. And, you know, and it's like, this is Boba Fett. He's like the hardest bastard of them all in terms still, of, yeah. You know, he
1: still follows. Yeah, but he still that's... follows a code. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and but... I mean, even like that with, um, and like how, um, again, like how grief cargo is turned around, mm. where it's sort of like it goes from sort of paternal, then antagonist, then I'll set you up. And then mm. actually, no, you're right. You're all right, mate. It's, <laughs> there is a sort of, there's a, it's a curious sort of thing. There is an element of the family building a lot of it. Where it's like, because obviously I think I was concerned and needlessly as it turned out because it sort of worked, but I was concerned that there was going to be a, you know, it's like that sort of classic thing of they meet someone along the way and then they gather them all together for the last one. Yeah. And But, it's, but instead it's been, it, again, it feels quite, organic to the story process rather than you know we, obviously, yeah yeah it's but because and also it's just nice to be and this was something that i thought i've been thinking about this too much but it's weird to be in like working class star wars mm. because <laughs> all the, well because all the films are lords and emperors and princesses, yes. and you know, it's all the gender.
1: Although, although episode four, you know, where you meet Han and he's he's quite working, oh, yeah. And so, it is, I think yeah. they did do that well, and that's where perhaps mm. some of Star Wars got a bit lost, um, as we've talked about in the past. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, like just I think the whole style, you know, the music in this as well, like everything worked together oh. so well. It was just it was yeah. Star Wars, but it almost didn't need to be Star Wars. You know, and, yeah. and I think in fact that's that's what it achieved as well, was um, like you said about Claire. I mean, it sounded like she wasn't really aiming to watch it.
0: No, not at all. No, she no, was watching yeah. it because we we're Just in the it same room.
1: Was on, yeah, but then yeah. found herself enjoying it. Um, I mean like Shelley, I don't think I started watching it with her and then she saw a couple of episodes and then it was like, Oh, we're gonna watch another one, you know. And and that yeah, she's not that bothered about Star Wars particularly. Um and so yeah, it really worked for people who weren't necessarily in Star Wars at all. Could still really enjoy it. Um, it's
2: because I think they were uh, just entertaining adventures. Yeah, each but equally, equally, they
1: they had a ton of lore and Easter eggs in there for people who oh, yeah. are fans. I mean, I, so many. When I was looking back through that, I, just, I didn't pick up on you know hardly any of them compared to how many there are. Um, and, yet, and yet, yeah, obviously some very obvious like Luke and Boba Fett. But yeah, just tons that. Could keep you entertained for ages if you're really into, you know, every detail. Oh, Wesley, I'm sure, yeah. picked up on quite a lot.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's even serious. some of the reused computer banks in the imperial, mm. you know, in, in the yeah. end, you know, there's there are some famous Death Star panels there.
1: But so much of that could have felt so fake, and yet it didn't. Like, yeah, they really got the style right,
0: and it's. It, oh, yeah. um, Even down to, I mean, I was saying about, like, I mean, we'll come around to it. We'll come back to that, but, like, with sort of guest stars and stuff like that. Mm, I tell you what, there's one thing that this does really well, and that is sort of, like, mid-management imperial officers. (laughs) They're all (laughs) fucking perfect. I don't know who any of them are. They're not people Mm. I recognise from other staff or whatever like that. They are just absolutely perfect as, like, these sort of, well, sort of, you know, they're just shits. But I mean, mm. like the, the guy, the guy on the missile rig, um, the guy that towards the end, they have a drink with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is no, that that the, was so good. Vile prick. Yeah. Because really... before that, you haven't especially liked uh, May, Mayfield. Yeah. You know, like he's he's, he's a fun character, but he's but not, yeah. you're not meant to really like him. But and then that, that's just nice development where you learn his backstory and I did not expect to happen, you know, mm. to kick off suddenly. Um,
0: but also, also, you because actually, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, there we go, another great guest star like Bill Burr. Yeah, <laughs> who, who, who apparently, because um, I've seen, I've seen some of his stand-up, mm. but um, apparently, one of his regular things is taking the piss out of Star Wars fans,
3: mm.
0: and you know, it's mm. like, so, yeah, and, and there was the, I think, like. Um, John Favreau sort of kind of thought if we get him in, that's quite an interesting dynamic <laughs> because it's some, <laughs> do you know what I mean, it's not not someone who's doing it for the love of the show or anything else like that. We've mm. just given him something interesting to actually do. And, um, but yeah, I, I, but again, little touches and little bits and maybe we'll, I, I think actually this is the point I'm going to say we'll do, we'll do an episode through, I think. Uh, like to try and structure this because otherwise we're just going to fly around all over the place like a badly aimed jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so obviously, like, so we get like the the first episode, and um, you see the Mandalor uh, Mandalorian on on a job, which is mm. just a bit sort of a bit of a Clint Eastwood man with no name stuff. Cause that's the other thing as well. Yeah. There's the two things, cause they obviously refer to it as a Western mm. and Western it feels it has, I mean, there's even like episodes called the gunslinger and stuff like that. and yeah. There's a lot of quick draw moments and things, but, but it also has, so it's kind of like, I don't know, Star Wars version of Deadwood or something like that, where it's just, you've got this interesting community of, uh, characters. But also, the other thing that it really draws heavily on is there's um, a manga and uh, it, like a Japanese manga called uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm. And it's basically a samurai and his child on yeah. like their sort of travels, basically. And it is very sort of in that same sort of vein, especially because the kid can fight as well. Oh, that's um, interesting. But they made some films of it, and then there's there's like a uh, there's they released it over here, but it was like two. I think it's two of the films edited together. Mm. Um, cool, and they called it Shogun Assassin, uh, which is the film that um, the bride is watching with her daughter at the end of Kill Bill Volume Two, mm. and is also quoted right at the start of. Um, Uh, the gizzers album liquid salts but yeah and and it's basically yeah this this sort of and they go around and he pushes his kid in a in like a Mm -hmm. uh a pram but it's a pram made of bamboo and knives come out of the side of the pram Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like the kid's a bit handy with a sword as well and it's but he's only like a toddler
1: it, um, it's funny, yeah. again, saying all this, if you'd said this is what we're going to make a Star Wars film based around, you'd be like, oh, what, what are you doing? But yeah, yeah. you know, and, and having a Yoda character in as well could have been done so badly. I mean, it is interesting what it takes to make something work so well. But he was, he was endearing, yet he could fly mm. a bit. Um, it's nice that he had the false healing ability at points. It, yeah, I, th- and, I think... And, and, and it did develop somewhat.
0: The greatest tribute I can pay this is how at no point is um, Grogu a hindrance in the plot Mm. or an annoyance or anything but essentially a cute kid, but somehow bypassing all of the revulsion that I would normally have for mm-hmm. that. And and indeed, within the Star Wars universe, where it's like, you mm-hmm. know, from the people who brought you Polks and um, Ewoks yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas with this, it's like Baby Yoda is just adorable but also a proper little character. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and genuinely, you know, there are... You do get a build of a relationship where... Mando becomes his dad, mm, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and although I did see someone online some pointing out that it was, yeah, he becomes a dad, but we've not seen him change a nappy or um baby Yoda screaming oh. his fucking heads off. For hours. Oh, right. but, but we did,
1: we did. Um, what, what did you think though? Season two, episode five, I think it was, where, no, not five, two, where he's eating the eggs.
0: That. Is I think that is the true answer of why Grogu is in that same league as, say, Chewbacca mm-hmm. of just yeah. like because he just dis- and R2 or BBA, he just distinctly has a personality and is also, yeah. I mean, he's a kid, he knows, yeah, no exactly. better, yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's also it's just, just hungry. It's like, I'm just wondering,
2: it's just a space cookie jar and he yeah. wanted yeah. him. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what; it'd be a nightmare with some pickled eggs. That's what I reckon. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, and I just think, and I also love that because it's got that sort of thing where, you know, kids are alternately adorable and gross.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, mm. like, it, 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 that, it oh, an extra real sort of dimension to it.
0: Yeah, the fact that he eats basically like there's frogs and other weird lizards and everything Mm -hmm. and he just eats them all and you're like no don't put that in your mouth oh right no you've done it and yeah and i just love that and and i even love sort of like i love how mando and the kid are about the egg eating Mm
3: -hmm. where they're very
0: where it's just like no don't (laughs) You know it's very you
2: get, the, you get the impression under any other circumstance he would actually be egging him on for want of a better word to actually do it,
0: yeah, egging him on. And actually, <laughs> and actually, I mean, this is this is another person, obviously. because uh, we get the um, for the most part, we have the client played by then Herzog and we have Werner Herzog to thank for something is basically uh, they was ex- they were explaining to him, right? So and apparently he had adored baby Yoda. He just thought he was a really great <laughs> puppet. And it, and it is, it is a really great uh, puppet because you, you go with it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really ever stand out to you, even when he's doing his little walk. Mm. You don't get too sort of like, oh, that looks shit, or anything else like that. It's just like, oh, that's how he walks, bless him. (laughs) And um, but yeah, and apparently, like Werner Herzog, they were explaining to him. They said, oh, we're going to do this shot with you with the baby, and then we'll do another take, but the baby's not there because we're not sure which bits we're going to CGI yet. And Werner Herzog basically said, if you if you make it CGI, you are cowards. (laughs) <laughs> because he was just like, have the courage of your convictions. This practical mm. effect is great. Stick with it. And obviously, there's bits and pieces. I'm assuming that blinks and sort of certain bits and stuff like that. Mm. But in it the was same way,
2: it mm. could do loads of those things. But obviously, sometimes not necessarily exactly yeah. how you would want it. But mm. the Herzog's interview with Mark Commode, Do you know about that story?
0: I've not seen it yet. So all what
2: right. happened? Oh, this is going back some years ago when uh, Mark Comode right. was on the Culture Show. And hes been, you'll have to look it up because as yeah. they're interviewing, he gets shot in real life. <laughs> oh, Werner Herzl gets shot? Yeah, he gets shot. Look it up on YouTube. What? It's an interview. Where Mark Comode yeah. is interviewing him. And all of a sudden you hear a noise. And then he sort of grabs his waist. And when they look around, someone was standing in the bushes. And later on, they actually, uh, he lifts up his top. And it it penetrated his skin. It was like an air pistol, air rifle. Yeah. Whilst doing an interview. Look it up. It's really quite entertaining. I'm going to (laughs) have to look
0: it up if I'm just to see if it's Klaus Kinski in the bushes. Because they did have a lovely relationship. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I mean, for, for people unfamiliar, I am borderline obsessed with Werner Herzog and he has because he's mostly um, obviously mostly known as a director and documentary filmmaker um, and I think they just got him in because he could be a bit sinister
1: mm.
0: and he, oh, yeah. I, you know, I think he, he fits he the does, role perfectly he does a really good job <laughs> of it I constantly especially when they come back later uh, like towards in the last the, or the penultimate episode of series one and they come back and Werner Herzog back in it. And it's when he, can I offer you a libation as they're sort of <laughs> going into the canteen. I say that far too much now, but I do think that um, like Werner Herzog, I'm obsessed with just because his whole take on, right. So he, he made, um, he's made some, Brilliant, brilliant films. Um, But the two that stick out for me are Aguirre Wrath of God and Fitzcarraldo because basically Aguilla, Wrath of God was about um, some uh, is about some Spanish soldiers looking for El Dorado based on a true journey through the South American jungle looking for El Dorado Mm. and not the BBC failed soap opera, like the, the fabled city mm-hmm. of gold. And um, and he thought the best way to make that was, because obviously he didn't have much of a budget, was to just essentially use the same method that they did on their doomed, murderous expedition. And so they yeah. basically built rafts and travelled down the, the wrong way down the Amazon. <laughs> and then mm. Fitzcarraldo, again, again Fitzcarraldo, based on true story, um, was a man who really um, loved opera, and he bought a American steamboat and wanted. And again, I think we're talking, um, I think we're talking um, South America here. Um, and he wanted to bring this um, steam yacht down, like paddle steamer down, so that he could uh, make it a floating opera house in the bay. Um, of this place and then as they got down there they found that they were basically on the wrong part of the river or the wrong or, or, or the wrong river essentially and the only way that they could get to the right river was to drag a giant paddle steamer over a fucking mountain
3: mm-hmm.
0: and again <laughs> and again Werner Herzog's idea for filming this was to drag a fucking paddle steamer over a mountain using like felled trees as rollers um I, i'm pretty sure someone died uh, certainly a lot of people got injured uh klaus kinski i wouldn't be surprised yeah klaus kinski who was playing fitz um threatened to leave the set and werner herzer pulled a gun on him um, and Um but those two uh, there's a documentary called My Best Fiend which is probably one of my favourite Herzog thing which is just his relationship with the actor Klaus Kinski because Klaus Kinski was a fucking head case and so was Werner Herzog
2: and, I mean yeah. would you let your 13 year old daughter take her kit off for um, to the devil a daughter
0: yeah no Kinski, I, uh, well, wouldn't. My, I, don't, I don't think she was particularly as uh, I think Kinski was a bit drop him and leave Uh, So I don't know how much of an influence he would have had on her parental guidance, much beyond uh, popping out. So, (laughs) but yeah, him him and Herzog. I mean, and Herzog's just a fucking genius and he's done so many great documentaries. And he's also shrimply pipples in Rick and Morty. Mm. And he describes how the planet Earth are obsessed with their penises and they will often... (laughs) hold a thermos or maybe a pencil in front of themselves and say, I am Mr. So-and-so dick. Here is my so-and-so penis. And yeah, so anyway, that's that's <laughs> Werner Herzog covered, so I'm going home. No, but...
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, had, I, hadn't,
0: I had yes,
1: I hadn't heard of him before this, but seeing no. him for the first time is like, OK, I think I probably should have known who he was. You know, you come he comes across as someone I mean, who... Because
0: he's not, um, he's not really. I mean, he's acted, but he's not. Mm. That's not his. His main. Uh, if you, if it's all on YouTube, definitely worth checking out. Though is he did a comedy, uh, like a mockumentary about him looking for the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> and that's fucking brilliant. Um, and uh, about him getting hooked up with this dodgy producer, and um, yeah, definitely worth a look. But all, mm. I mean, there's. Probably on YouTube, you'll probably be able to find Werner Herzog Eats His Shoe, in which he'd bet some friend of his that he couldn't get a film made by the end of the year. And the bloke did, and the bet was that he would eat his shoe. So he boils his shoe and attempts to eat it. Uh, and there's nothing quite like seeing uh, a man of that sternness trying to, like, force down a bit of moccasin. It's sort <laughs> like...
2: I've seen Laura and Hardy try, and they didn't succeed. Yeah. But so
0: yeah, so um, yeah, so obviously, the first episode you get Werner Herzog, you get Grogu, you get Mando, you also oh, get Carl Graf Weathers. Yeah. Yep. And hmm. Carl Weathers, this is, and uh, you know, this is this is a point where, um, well, actually, I know Wes has seen Geordie Star Wars as well. Is that made my little Star Wars heart sing? Because in Jodie Star Wars, every time Lando Calrissian appears, someone asks if it's Apollo Creed, and <laughs> Apollo so Creed. now oh, it's Apollo Creed, and <laughs> and uh, now now we can safely say that. And also, he directed one of the episodes as well. Mm. Um, apparently, yeah. that was a, a lot of a lot of the people in the first series. I think it was things like that. Werner Herzog took mm. the role because. He was funding his own movie. So, you know, just a nice bit of money coming in. And Carl Weathers agreed to do it if he could direct, if they got a second series. Mm-hmm. So, but again, you know, I think that's, there's, there's no one in it who's the nearest you get to sort of straight ahead is probably Moff Gideon in a way, in so much as he's the only one who's just like rigidly determined. Mm. Whereas everyone else in it changes and flows and grief cargo. Like, I mean, I think he's one of the better characters for that because it's obviously. So Mando gets the child feels bad about it, rescues the child. And then he calls out the, because it's obviously gone against the bounty hunter code. Plus it's mm. going to get him in stuck with an Imperial um, officer, which is because that's the thing as well. They don't really explain who the client is. And fresh, and let's face it, Star Wars is not afraid of giving people names when <laughs> they didn't, when they were never told them on screen. You know, it's so yeah. it's a bit weird that he's only ever the client. Mm. But um, yeah, and but so to change from that to then he's bringing him back to set him up against mm. uh, and get the child back again, and then Grogu heal- heals him, and then he sort of has a change of heart, and it's like. It's good to see something where you've got that ebb and flow of character, where it doesn't feel doesn't feel too. It's not forced. It just feels right. Mm.
2: When the episode where Grogu heals him, mm. that actually was transmitted on the Wednesday rather than the Friday, and the reason being is because Star Wars: The uh, The Last One. Oh, uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker! Yeah, mm-hmm. that was being released at the weekend, mm-hmm. and there is something that happens in the Rise of Skywalker that is explained by that episode, which I can't reveal because you haven't seen it. Ed. And yeah, sorry, the fans still went. Uh, Chris, you probably know what I'm talking about. A certain scene in Rise of Skywalker. I see. I've I've made i I've only seen only it back. once.
1: Oh, right. I can't, can't well, anyway, think what it would be
2: <laughs> when you get to it you'll see why that, uh, that episode was shown first
0: right okay I like little droplets like this I like these Isn't little, little li- bits. yeah I like these little sort of easter eggs that I'm oh, I could get. I thought out.
2: I could explain it a bit more invasively. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I think well I mean certainly obviously we've got it to come and again uh, on this, I mean, you know, I could be I could be setting myself up for a fall, but certainly on the basis of the stuff that I never caught up with seems to be some of the better stuff coming out. Uh, You've like you put of the off the wrong,
1: the wrong stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 it's much like when Alan Moore decided that that was it, he's never having his name on any film that is yeah. made of his comics. And it started with V for Vendetta, which is probably the best adaptation of Alan Moore, of any Alan Moore comic. So oh. yeah, it's uh, yeah. I feel like I might have uh, I might have mistrod there, you know. So um, um, well,
1: we mentioned that um, Carl Weathers directed one of the episodes in season two, and and mm. so I I, I, like, I didn't feel like the episodes were disjointed or like some were no. badly directed and so i mean i'd say that some obviously you could order them it is possible to say some are better than others but overall they all seemed very good it's not like you know even the what you might consider a filler one um mm. wasn't unenjoyable yeah. you know they they all were entertaining some just had you know extreme highlights such as say the, the Boba Fett one later on and mm-hmm. um and so on but I'm yeah good. it's so I don't even didn't even realize they were directed by different directors, particularly. On
2: the making of, they actually state that they wanted and I and I'm I'm surprised that it actually worked, was they wanted to keep it obviously the continuity of the show, mm. but they did want everyone to bring their own what they're good at yeah. to mm-hmm. it. And um you can see those little flares happen within the episode but yeah no i completely agree with chris that
3: (laughs) it does not seem
2: disjointed yeah exactly Mm. you're watching as it says you're watching a one thing in chapters rather than Mm. this week's the monster one this week's the two-hander and yeah
0: and and, well i mean that again that was something that i was a tad worried about initially was i didn't want it to become like the a-team or the littlest hobo or something where it's like Oh, so you turn up, sort out someone's problems, and fuck off at the end to mm. sad piano yeah. music, um, which it doesn't do. Which, it, but still has that sort of sequential sort of element to it. You right. know, everything sort of stands as an episode. But I mean, some of the directors they've had on here. I mean, they've had like Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Takawatiti, who obviously mm. is the voice of Ig Eleven.
1: Um, and uh, I, mean, we, we, I just watched <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, which I oh, think yeah. you, you haven't oh, yeah. seen, Adam.
0: I've not seen it, no. Although, uh, the main, the is, main thing is. that made me want to see it was the fact that the trailer had um, uh, Immigrant sung by Led Zeppelin. Mm. And it I was is. just like, finally, someone's realized what this is meant to go with.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> It it is, is, um, it's like what we do in the shadows, mixed with um, Marvel superheroes, basically. And it
2: completely changes the dynamic of the entire franchise. Yeah. yeah. With like, there's humour in it. There's no, action. No, I'm, I'm
1: like just yeah, craziest modern humour. It's just yeah. self referential and yeah, meta, and it's just
0: like, yeah, it's, Definitely watch it? I <laughs> mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, Takotiti. That's a. That's a no. Mm. But also, I mean, even down to that. I mean, like IG Eleven, mm. and and obviously, uh, and we've not even mentioned. Um, uh, is it Kweel?
1: Yes, Nick Nolte. Oh, who yeah, who Nick Lee, Lee? thinks, yes. I'm assuming that's who Lee thought I was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming yeah, that he was the Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, we were we were sort of discussing Mandalorian in the um, in in the Mos group chat. And um, yeah, Lee did say that as he's been, uh, Lee has been uh, re watching it as we have. And he realized that the bit where uh, the Mandalorian and Queel have to negotiate with Jow is basically the same relationship that you have with Lee.
1: He's, he's a trigger happy Mandalorian. He yeah, yeah. wants his stuff back and he's going to shoot to get it. And he's, and I'm trying he's, and,
0: just, a, he's just annoyed respect. that he's got a flamethrower. <laughs> And you're just so being. Re- us? <laughs> Can we be baddies? <laughs> I think I don't know. I mean, I'm quite. I mean, I'm quite happy to turn up as Boba Fett just because. Well, I'm covered in scars, and I'm certainly a lot fatter than I was during um, when I saw Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Although we, we
1: we haven't mentioned his his major action bit, which is as all of us imagine Boba Fett in our minds. That's essentially if you said what did he do in the, the original films, that's what he did. That's what we yeah. think he did. And now he's done it. You know? yeah. And then he was that was I mean, that stepped up the action. That was pretty brutal.
0: Well, the, and again, we're talking about like great directors. Robert Rodriguez mm. directs that episode. Well, and yeah. and and like Robert Rodriguez, you did like Planet Terror, Desperado, you know. Kids. Um, Spy Spike. Like, it. It. Spike, Spike right, <laughs> Um, but you know and it, he is mm. he is an action director you know and okay. but apparently they turned up and they said because what was it um he said that his screen average to a script is he basically gets about 30 seconds per page and they gave him a script that was 17 pages long mm. and he was like am i only doing like a 10 minute episode or something ben? and i was like oh no we've just we've just put battle sequence and you do the rest and <laughs> yeah and it's like well that's the logical thing What? Well, well I could try and write this out or I could hire probably the best action or like indie action director
2: out there and um, be,
0: get him
2: to do it would be a, a real grind though wouldn't it to write our battle sequence, I know when the Burton mm. Taylor and uh, Graham Darden say all those scenes where it was all filmed on film externally and it was all mm. sped up all of that was scripted and written out I couldn't yeah. think of a worse thing to grind through than writing an action sequence. <laughs> well, I
0: think I, I mean I think the thing is, it's one of those things where you the trouble is, is you do have to do it that way. You have yeah. to have certainly you have to storyboard it so you know what you're aiming for, and actually you have to be so much more disciplined because you can't like improv a fight mostly because yeah. someone will get hurt, but also yeah. it's like. Well, we've got explosions going off, and it's like—I mean, we've, and we've not done talking, that. <laughs> we know yeah, it we, hurts. Yeah, we're not—we're not talking our productions where we would <laughs> improvise our sequences and people get slapped or burnt and, or shot, or in, shot the in the God. testicles, shot in the testicles <laughs> with a starter pistol. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I think you know we, we we're only too aware that it's probably best to um to try and sort this try and work these things out before you start. But genuinely, yeah, there is a part of me that does feel that the Mandalorian if someone if one day someone just turned around and said, actually, what we wanted to do is it was the way that we wanted to film Boba Fett being as fucking cool as we all thought he was. And just because it's great when he's in the jackpack, when he's in the armor. But before yeah. he's in the armor, he's just like cracking fucking heads open mm. and stuff. Like that. Fucking brutal. As
2: if the armor impedes him in some way. <laughs> yeah,
0: it sort of it does. And actually, uh, and I mean, he's got the he's got the walk, iconically. Mm. Like, because obviously, it's Jeremy Bullock in the original um, trilogy, and yeah he's they, they've he's clearly been directed or he's himself as sort of what but there's bit when he strides off of slave one in the gear it's just Bowden Fett, mm. and it's not it's, you know, it's not a response, response to the old right? armor mm. it's you know the physicality is there definitely um and actually that's one of my that is one of my favorite bits is because it again demonstrates how the world is of the Mandalorian is, and back to going back to there's the episode where they bring Mayfield back and they mm. uh, go like they go and get him, and <laughs> and Boba Fett comes down the the uh, thing of Slave One, and he goes <gasps> like that, and you think. Oh yeah, he's recognised it's Boba Fett, and then he's like, "Oh no, sorry, mate, I thought you were someone else." And then man, comes off, and it's like, "Oh no, that's <laughs> who he's fucking worried about." Yeah, yeah you know, Boba Fett is sort of like that. No, no, that don't mean nothing. But it's... <laughs> um,
2: and actually, one yeah, episode. Another... Sorry, yeah, well, no, one episode well, I really love is the uh, the prison break one.
0: Mm. Yeah, the the as I called it, the Suicide Squad episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought that yeah. was really good, that one. Um... Oh, I've forgotten his name. Oh, I is... forgot. Uh, he does the voice of Mr. Krabs from. Oh, Fancy Brown. Fancy Brown. Yes, Fancy there. Brown. Yeah, the, the, he was brilliant the... in that.
1: Yeah. Was he yeah. the Twilight or was he. No, he, he was, was the, the... red
2: faced de- devil type. Oh, one, who's right. cool. He was one of the deleted characters from The Cantina, isn't he? The devil. Or yeah. the devil he, black? He, the, I oh remember.
0: no, he, I think the devil's still in there, it's the Wolfman they've taken out yeah. mm. in the canteen. Say, yeah. But um that race are uh, De- De- De-Varonians, Devaronians,
4: apparently. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, the Devaronians, but, um, yeah. So it's nice for me that something that uh, Ted's uh, Ted has a love in this as well, because Mr. Krabs is his favourite character in Spongebob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 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 and it's the, the episode with it's uh Perch Perkins interviewing him, or oh, the movie with Perch Perkins interviewing him, it's like, and I'm here with Mr. Krabs, hello, I like money. <laughs> and what was your motivation for opening a new restaurant? Money,
1: <laughs>
0: I feel, I feel uh, yeah, I have been enjoying SpongeBob with Ted, it must be said, but yeah, that that episode, and then you've got the um, uh, the toilet woman. Uh, who is the like the knife, knife expert, Zian. Yeah. And that is uh, Natalia Tenner, who is... Uh, she was in Game of Thrones, I think, third or fourth season. She was a wild-wing in Game of Thrones like in quite a bit. A bit And obviously, Petra Pascal was in Game of Thrones, had his, yeah. uh, had his head uh, crushed like a grape by the mountain. um She's also, the Ooh, grip. Ooh, grip. She's also the singer and accordionist. Oh, I could crush She's also the singer and with Molotov jukebox, apparently. Mm-hmm. And and round and obviously uh, rounding that lot off, you've got um Richard a. Lardy doing the, the
1: droid yes, voices. The droids. Yeah. You know, they've
0: only, they've Zero. got some really great people. Zero, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And and again, he is just a perfect bit of casting because it's like, oh yeah, he's like an evil C 3 po
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, I quite liked the end of that as well, where the X wings turn up, and and you know, and they had a, a few nice twists throughout, where Mando, Mando didn't actually kill them all; he just locked them up. But I like, but I like then... the fact
2: that it's because he he did that is why mm. in the episode with the giant spiders is why they mm. sort of let him off. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. But but they're, they're not that nice, are they? The rebels in this, you know, they are kind of.
2: They'll just but like, yeah.
1: But that's obviously it's <laughs> not how we've seen them previously. I yeah, mean like yeah. in Rogue One, they showed them much more as look, you know, it's pretty gritty. You know, we're not all lovely people, kind of thing. We'll uh, shoot yeah. you again if We need to, uh, but um,
0: again, I think it's the thing of getting away from the upper classes almost. Because mm, yeah. those who've got gen, you know, you know, you've got like sort of colonels or whatever in Rogue One, but you haven't got mm. generals who are like. Well, I'm going to sit here with my neat beard while you lot go and actually do some fucking fighting. Whereas that lot is a, it, they're they're much more the end of sort of like right, yeah, you go and do that, and if you get killed, I don't care, um, and uh, I could get killed at any moment as well. So fuck you. And <laughs> but yeah, I think that it's interesting the way that the. Because especially because the Imperials, the way they're sort of working it is a lot of their psychology seems to be where it's like, oh, they're going to be begging for, you know, a few more years of the Rebel Mm. Alliance being shit at law and all. And so the Rebels are probably having to step up their game because it is, it's almost that thing of... Well, we we are the left, but we're going to have to approach the right because otherwise, the right are going to get all the votes. And uh, yeah, that works spectacularly fucking well this week. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Um. So, but <laughs> but I think that um.
1: Don't, don't bring politics in.
0: No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> they. But I do think that there is a clear sort of shading with everything. Nothing's literally, literally the only person that you feel because um, it's weird because everyone seems to get redeemed by Mando's actions in one way or another, you know? I mean, yeah. and those that those that can't admittedly buy it, and that's mainly the Imperials <laughs> and the Imperial believers, because mm. I think that's something that's been great, is that it does bring in, it's like the Lower Decks effect, isn't it? of like, you know, it's weird when you've got stuff like the Stormtroopers all just like waving them through when they think that they've um, battled the pirates on the uh, on the mining uh, planet uh, towards yeah. the end of Series 2 and stuff like that. And it's all just, yeah, it's, it's quite nice to see the day-to-day and suddenly yeah. see an Imperial canteen. Couldn't be in. Um, I don't think it could be in the films, mostly because I can't see the Emperor... Sort of sliding along with a tray, yeah. But um, although
1: they did do that, in fairness, they did do that in Robot Chicken. But did, um, did, did you see him? Um, odd Jeff Vader sketch no. He's in is in, in the Death Star canteen, and you know he has a little little run in with the, the person serving, and yeah, he's like, "I'll kill you all with this tray," and it's, it's just <laughs> very, very silly, Jeff Vader.
0: But I, I like I like that I like that it's sort of a bit more the sort of frayed ends because obviously this is mm. the this is we are in the outer rim um, for now and so, uh, so,
1: but we haven't we haven't seen anything of Thrawn have we I don't know if it was mentioned it, yeah, was. it, was, it, was, it was was, was it? So
2: Katano.
1: Ahsoka
2: uh, Tano okay. that's who she's after yeah but then Disney yeah. announced she's getting her own series. Mm. yes,
0: so maybe so, she'll be appearing in that, uh, maybe he'll be appearing in that, Yeah, because I am so now who
2: was, Robert Downey Jr. had been cast but yeah. he has said, no, it's not me mm. so
1: uh, who knows? I wouldn't have imagined him exactly, I don't quite know who I haven't who would, given yeah. much thought but,
0: is there anyone you feel would be a good Admiral Thrawn, because I mean Rose, uh, Rosario Dawson playing um I can't say her fucking name. What is it, please? Ahsoka. Ah, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, thank you. Yeah, right. That's cool. Like a super soaker. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. but Rosio, Rosario Dawson's playing Ahsoka because that was who like fans have been saying would make a good would mm. play it well since she appeared in the animated uh, sort of uh, the animated stuff. Yeah. And again, so I mean, is there anyone that they've discussed that Thrawn would be good, or do, is there anyone you feel would
2: be? I think good? because there are a lot, there are different multimedia multi multimedia interpretations of him. I mean, the the mm-hmm. rebel version of him is different to the comic version of him, to the novels, to the original mm-hmm. Timothy Zahn novel. I think it is it's, it's it's portrayed as a not as a generic kind of character. It's something yeah. that someone could play. I mean, it was very cold, calculate and it helps that he's an alien with red eyes. So mm. it's he, he blue or something, or if yeah. Red, uh, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: But again, yeah, so blue. so I do, I do like the fact that it's sort of dropping these things in. But like you say, it never, it's never crowbarred. It's there for you to go. Like similarly, when um. The episode on the estuary planet where he first meets Bo uh, mm. um yeah. which again, that's something that has been brilliant with the Mandalorian is seeing a lot of worlds, but they're all really well realized. And mm. that, and like the estuary moon that they're on, that's just perfect, where they because it's basically you know, you're just going through the docks, yeah, but it's yeah. just, yeah just absolutely brilliant you could almost the... smell it yeah
2: a very functional serviced place and yeah when yeah. he like really met up with the the frog woman's husband and it's just basically mm. he's in the way get out of the way or you're going to get knocked over by something you know it's yeah. it looks so real it does but also i just love the fact it was one of the
0: because uh, i uh, I said to Claire it was like it was really weird watching Star Wars overcast mm. because usually you know I mean obviously if you're on Tatooine you've got it's two suns it's quite bright it's, and the majority of, like just, um, yeah, yeah. Navaru seems similar to Tatooine almost and you know there's a, but yeah this is the first time that you've really seen like something yes. yeah, like, it's, yeah well, it felt, a, a normal it felt, day yeah working down like Planet
2: Sunday That's what it was. The Planet Sunday. (laughs) Not a fan of Sundays.
1: Dramatic calls. Dramatic calls.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I think.
0: But yeah, and but sorry, yeah, I'm I'm extrapolating all over the place and going bloody mad. But even (laughs) with that, that was the first thing for me where it was like (gasps) they've just said Dark Saber you know because because yeah. it, again it's everyone's everyone's sort of doing their own thing and after their own stuff and it sort of just coalesces into you know they sort of work. it works into everyone's favor and that's a nice thing as well is to watch something where it's you've got obviously mando's commitment that comes when the armorer Sort of says to him, mm. right? No, the child—the child is your charge until you find his people or clan. Now, she, yeah, She was
1: yeah. great as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I, and also I uh, the I didn't I don't recognise the I didn't recognise the actress um, Emily Swallow, mm. but I feel I know her voice really fucking well. Um, yeah. But I saw a thing where apparently she based her performance on one of the producers. Where she It was just like this very sort of like there's one of the producers, just this no nonsense sort of woman who's just very, (laughs) very good at just cutting through things and just getting on with things. And, but also that was the weirdest thing as well is where you get this weird revelation, that it's almost like he's possibly been brought up in a cult. And, yeah. Again, again, we. we I think because we said that's, about-
2: that's revealed when, isn't it? That, that's like part of the discussion with the other Mandalorians is the fact mm. that he's part of the, a religious sect where they mm. they shield their face, and yeah, he, they- he's almost as if you're the weirdo, mate. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically like
0: they've met him, and he is a fundamentalist. Mm. Because because yeah. sort of like, that was the immediate thing, is they turned up, took their helmets off, and I was like, right, they're not real Mandalorians, but they are. And, yeah. But it's just not there. It's, and again, it's that lovely thing of, yes, you can say, right, so the Mandalore and the Mandalorians were a race of powerful warriors and everything else like that, but it still isn't, you know, they're not interchangeable. Like they are, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of science fiction does have that element of, uh, yeah, these are a race. These are a race of cat-squeezing bastards, and every single one of them is a cat-squeezing bastard. And you can probably get the same actor to play that cat-squeezing bastard for about ten years, even though <laughs> every time it's them, they get killed. You know. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think I think that they've they've done a lovely job where it's like, yes, this is what Mandalore is, but there's changes some people there are believe this. There?
3: Some people, yeah mm.
0: and it's it's also weird because that that was the thing as well is is so um like with ahsoka is not i read somewhere that she's not a jedi or it's a gray area sort of thing that the reason she has white saber blades is because she's neither sith nor jedi Is something that I saw on something, and is is that a thing? Because I know she's met is she Anakin's Padawan?
2: Yeah, she was, but she turned her back on the Jedi Order. Right. Because obviously she does. Yeah. Go on. You can see the way the wind was blowing, but um Hmm. yeah. And I think one of the last shots in the Clone Wars is Vader actually looking for her.
0: Right, okay because i, I
2: think because i don't think it's actually a conclusion to a story i think it's literally just final closing moments is him on the same planet that she was last on ah right okay
0: because i think um again this is all stuff that's entirely new to me but i mean i i really liked the character as presented in the episode mm. um without without needing to know any of that backstory although it does mean that that once I found that out, it was suddenly, oh, that line about I'm not going to train him because he's got fear mm. and yeah. anger, and that doesn't go well for Jedi's. Yeah, yeah we've learned about that much, one. A, a far greater meaning <laughs> now that yeah, she's and also and also this was something that kind of answered a question that I I'd, I'd had and I don't think we had the answer to really. Um, but apparently, she's one of the few people who knows that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, because um, and but sh- so she's she thought Anakin was killed as part of Order sixty six. Um, is it sixty six? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be sixty nine. That's ridiculous. Sixty
2: nine is the rude one.
0: Yeah. What you got to do to the Jedi Knights? Right. Jedi in the streets, Sith in the sheets. That's what they say. (laughs) Fork saber for breakfast. Oh no! Oh, we've lowered the tone. But uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. All right, I've lowered the tone. I admit that. Um, but, But again, so speaking as someone who's not aware of who these people are, they do feel they feel like significant characters and they are, I didn't lose anything mm. watching it, yeah. which is, which is actually quite probably quite a good thing. Cause usually it's like, if you, you know, if you know something well, or you followed it all the way through and it's like, yeah, I know the ins and outs of this completely.
1: That, Whereas, that's why uh, I was saying non-Star Wars. Friends can easily yeah. watch this. Like you don't, it doesn't make you feel like you're lost with any of it. Like you know, no. if, if you think, oh, I, I need would- to know something about this character, and therefore, you know, you feel alienated from it. But yeah, no, it didn't at all. Have I,
2: that I agree. The Mandalorian mm. and Star Wars Rebels are fantastic gateways into this. Mm. Rebels mm. is more your introduction into the sort of movie saga. Whereas yeah. I find this one, this one, although it has its connections to movies, it's it's a totally separate enough entity yeah, that it, you can enjoy all its own spin-offs as they occur.
0: Mm. Yeah, it isn't because cause wasn't that the whole thing with Ahsoka is that they sort of like they're saying, saying because it's part of the clone clone wars uh thing, that's to explain why Anakin is Different by the time you get to *Revenge of the Sith*, and yeah. it's like the experience of, of of that and everything. But I, yeah, there's no one that basically no one in it doesn't. I didn't get any. I'm lost, or I didn't. Mm. Oh shit! It, and it doesn't have that. It's not even like like with the Marvel thing. There is an element where it's like, I mean, what? Yes, most of them you can sort of pick your way through or whatever like that. But if you were to watch like fucking infinity war or end game or whatever like that yeah. without having seen any of the yeah. others it's a bit much mm.
2: well yeah. what kind of fools doing that anyway <laughs> 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 well it probably
0: are some people. more to the point there's probably some people where it's like oh i had to take my son to that or it's like you know mm. just happened to my my partner dragged me along to it. And it's probably Mm. not doing them any favours because it's like, oh, no, I am still convinced that this is crap and not for me because it doesn't invite that. But whereas Mm. this does have much more of that, you know, you can pick it it up Mm. up casually Mm. and this could be the only thing you've ever seen of Star Wars.
2: I know people who are not Star Wars people and they've watched it and just totally loved it. Mm. Maybe even become Star Wars fans from it. Oh, I mean, they won't become Star Wars fans because they just like that and that's their thing. They, they they don't. Oh, and I'm not watching all them. I don't know what ones what orders. Mm, so they go. Where's well, Episode One yeah. through Nine? You know, there's there's an order there. You can clearly see yeah. and it you know, falls. Well,
0: Claire Claire's mum is not Star Wars. She's seen them, but she's not a Star Wars fan. Who yeah. who is currently walking around with a baby yoda bag. <laughs> like a baby Yoda badge on her bag rather. And yeah, she's like really um really got into it. And I think, yeah, I think it's just it's nice that you could. And also I think the good thing is is let's face it, if you've watched The Mandalorian all the way through, you probably would have got Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, at, a, they're at a cultural level that you would yeah. recognise it. Boba Fett, maybe not so much, but definitely, you know, there wouldn't be any, well, who's this lad? Who's mm-hmm. this who's turned up? You know, they, I think people would be sort of like, oh, right, okay, so that's yeah. that, and he's going to go off. and Because obviously this is...
2: Definitely, I think that's definitely acknowledged in the fact that you Luke Skywalker had no introduction. Whereas, mm, yes. but you do explain mm. who he is. Yeah, out of I think over several episodes, it unfolds, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, because they didn't really explain how he got out of the Sarlacc, but presumably that's with where difficulty. he lost. <laughs> Sorry,
2: with difficulty, I'd imagine. Oh, yes, I would imagine so. That's why. That's why his armor's
1: so so beat up. Seymour yeah, out.
2: Mm.
0: but I. But yeah. I think there's, I mean, one thing that I'm really, I feel we're really doing a disservice here is we've not mentioned Cara June yet,
1: Mm. who is... she was fantastic.
0: ...one of the best fucking characters in Star Wars, full stop, Mm. not just the Mandalorian. And something that Claire said that I was very sort of made with, is Claire said, it's nice to see someone in that, a woman in that kind of role who not only looks like she could, take you out but he's dressed appropriately to take you out
3: mm.
0: it doesn't you know there's no, but it's not like sort of you know she just looks like oh that's her job so she mm. would be you know it's not sort of yeah. ludicrous or anything else like that you know and also I think there's something to be said for in the final episode that it's basically a shock team of women mm. Who who yeah. t- who basically take down the imperial lightship? Mm, yeah, because you've got because you've got um, Bogotan Bogotan, and yep. Reeves and uh, Fennec Shand mm. um, as well, and Carajin. And it's like, yeah, and they just fucking decimate the place. And it's yeah, just that people- was the thing
2: with with, with there was one. Um, this, oh, can't remember who said it, but when you look, when you think. In one particular episode, the three main principal people was that Rizara Dawson, Pascal, where is his name, and Cara yep. Dune, all people of um, a different ethnicity to us Caucasians, yeah. which yeah, no, was also true. in a major, very popular series to have people in that role. It was, mm. it was a brilliant leap forward. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's something it's something that Star Wars I think
0: you know probably it's there is a there's an element of con- of conscious decision there, but also the fact that they are all um, you know just fucking great actors. It's you, do you know what I mean? It's a, there's there's no element where you. You don't think in those terms, apart from in retrospect when you're looking back at it. Like you say, it's not yeah. sort of like something that you, you sort go of notice. Yeah, it's not. Time, yeah. It's not forefront yeah. of your mind watching mm. the thing. I mean, it, pro- I mean, it's it's then, it more probably
2: of more of a sign of the times that you know it those barriers are crumbling slowly. Mm. Not with everyone, but those barriers are crumbling. Well, I guess They're with someone such a diverse universe,
1: like sci-fi, in a way, does lend itself yeah. to to that.
2: Mm. Uh, well yeah, the actors are chosen on their merits now. Yeah, in some cases, as opposed yeah. to you know, what else do you well, look like?
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, certainly, and I think, but yeah, I think, but I do think that I mean, the the trouble is is um, they reckon um, Cara June's not going to be in the series going on mm. because yeah. the actress got sacked by Disney. Um, oh, bloody!
1: I, I thought there was there was something about pirano, tweet, tweeting yeah. about Trump. I don't know if that was well, related.
2: it was that, and um, basically saying you don't need to wear masks and have. Mm, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she was... thought that was slightly irresponsible. It, it, yeah, yeah.
0: I th- I think also uh, uh, but I think the main thing, or the one that was supposedly the tweet that broke the camel's back. Um, is that a phrase it is now um, <laughs> it um, was apparently one of her tweets was basically along the lines of being a Trump supporter is analogous to being a Jew in Nazi Germany
2: yeah that, everyone, that was the, and, the main one yeah, yeah. And, everyone, <laughs> and everyone's like
0: have some fucking perspective what are you playing? <laughs> you know yes. and I think and yeah so and, and I mean it's unfortunate because I think you know, the character is brilliant I and mean, it's a real, mm. you know, it, it's, that hor- it's that real shame that you can't necessarily take one from, you know, one thing from the other. And it's it's going to be a shame that if she's not in it going forward,
3: because
0: mm. um, I've just said going forward. So if someone mind take over over podcast while I nip into another room and fucking cut my tongue in, because I seem to have. <laughs> I seem to have adapted from the Zoom meeting to a fucking business meeting for Sam going forward. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think. <laughs> now, the,
2: that rumors not- for the. Sorry.
0: No, I was going to say, just it'd be a shame if she's not back, you know, mm. or certainly that character,
2: you know, it's sort of. But then I wouldn't want someone else someone coming else to play it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's been some rumors. Um, I mean, there's been a statement from. Um, I've got a Dave Filoni regarding series three. Mm. And he says, basically the force is going to be strong with this one than series oh, yeah. three. Okay. And he also, okay. the rumor is that we're going to, the series is going to sort of split into two. We're going to mm-hmm. have the whole, the fact that now, um, Din Djarin is actually the leader of the Mandalorians. Cause he has got the oh, dark saber. Yes. yes. You got that whole thing and plus you got the training of Grogu who Felonia mm. said will be back in series 3. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So we're we going to see more Luke maybe. Ooh, yeah, possible. Well, I mean, so that,
1: now that's but... interesting though. I was going to say like, what did you make of Luke overall? Like, I lo- I loved his fighting and his entrance. Um the the, the acting part maybe not not quite so fantastic Again, so, i
2: think it's just technology i mean we yeah. come from a generation of really good suspenders of disbelief mm. with shows like doctor who and stuff like <laughs> that so we can see where they're aiming at and yeah. that for me that doesn't destroy anything but,
1: so I, I, was fine, but I don't see how they can, can...
2: it's not Mark Hamill playing him.
1: yeah yeah but but also like, <laughs> they can't really have him talking I guess that, unless they can really improve it,
0: the brevity of it, and weirdly, I think they might have learnt that from Rogue One. Yeah. If you'd have had Peter Cushion in one scene, you'd have just been like, "That's great," and they've done that. And similarly with this, you get Luke in, and by by which point, you are fucking like. Edge of your seat shit. Mm, yeah, because you've just the good... whole the
1: whole style of that episode was, was so good. Like the mm. Dark Troopers. Um, I mean, it yeah. definitely had a, a you know a, a much darker feel.
0: That also the music at that point mm. just went fucking full on, like heavy electronica and fucking industrial sound. It was mm. fucking great.
2: It's also, that scene Luke's entrance is almost frame by frame duplication of Vader in Rogue One. Yes, it was I yeah. did think that.
0: Yeah.
2: I was thinking deliberate yeah. as a so for mm. that, for those few people out there who don't recognise the colours of lightsabers that you might think, oh, it's a baddie turned up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt thought, that was a reason. <laughs> who knows? But then again, and here's something and here's something that maybe is the best test. I'm of- mm.
2: there. I don't know, say weird happened. Oh, blimey. (laughs) Um, We've
1: (laughs) We've been infiltrated by the the dark troopers.
2: Yeah, sorry.
0: (laughs) If I just suddenly lean to one side, you
2: hear... (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Now, what what are Jedi's going to do when droids become sentient, though? They can't go chopping them apart. Much can they
2: shit their pants? Probably.
0: Uh, well, I mean, well, we've seen we've seen um, we've seen that Luke didn't seem to have too much of a problem with the Dark Troopers. Yeah. The Dark Troopers uh, the one thing that annoyed me slightly. Is I did feel I at that point I just felt a bit Iron Man because mm-hmm. it's things with fire boots and stuff like that.
2: But at the Chris, end of that, you Chris might be added. Isn't there Dark Troopers in one of the computer games? Like Rebel Assault Two or something uh, yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think there were. on uh, uh, was it not um, Jedi Knight?
2: I can't remember now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, it was such a long time ago.
0: If you if yeah, you go well, on, I think, I think if you go on Wikipedia, they usually have where stuff has appeared in various. Because what I saw about the Dark Forces, dark... yeah. What I saw about the Dark Troopers was that, and actually, they do mention it in The Mandalorian. And again, it's not something that has any thing other than as a Easter egg. But apparently, mm. they're third generation, and the Dark Troopers they originally took
1: humans out of them. Mm. They mentioned it,
0: very, yeah, they've just basically, which again is there is a weird sort of element to this where it's sort of like starts going, or certainly the Empire seems to have gone full circle of yeah. like. Right, so we've we've got all these robots. Let's get rid of them and get some clones in. We'll have some clones. Oh fuck that. No, we'll get we'll, we'll just get any <laughs> bastard in, anyone with an equity yeah. card. And then finally it's like she was just in robots, then are so much less hassle. That, the thing is, that
2: was a nice nice scene in when you see um baby well, young Din in. And uh, his family being destroyed, and it's one of those super battle droids—not a droid car, Mm. but one of the armored ones with the gun in the arm. Yeah, nice scene shooting up the the place. And uh, again, it's been nice seeing. Oh,
0: and I uh, I answered a question of my by myself of um of something (laughs) which was um you know I was saying about folding TIE fighter wings and I was like no, yeah. some of those tie fighters look like they've got like cross-shaped wings and then Moff Gideon turns up and his wings apparently that's an, that's an outland tie fighter so oh, right. which are ones with folding wings because they're meant to be for actual you might want to land in it
3: mm.
0: whereas obviously yeah. the tie fighters are just you know they're just planet interorbital craft that can fight but you're never meant to actually leave it's them good, unless you're crashing
2: electronic. in as well mm. <laughs> at the end i did yeah. like that bit where you got all the, the little jowers scurrying around his ship then he comes out like fuck off yeah and he's got a lightsaber that, the, that well this was the thing that i was like
0: that was the first moment it's like oh, black lightsaber is that a
2: lightsaber <laughs>
0: And so yeah, I'm already my brain was already very dark. That. Mm.
2: <laughs> that, um, that was so when I first saw it is when the jailers are taking apart his craft, and did mm. you just see that he gets his gun and he just fucking sh- shoots one right in the back dead? Yeah, and that's what I he the thought, Oh hello, A bit nasty, <sighs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he disintegrates one. I know they're yeah, vermin,
3: but
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I mean, but
0: again, I love the evolution of it where you've got certain stuff like... So Quill, who obviously helps out the Mandalorian far more than he deserves because the Mandalorian just turns up being a grumpy bounty hunter. But he's like, yeah. well, if I help you, you, se- you seem to have a brain in your head. So if I help you, you can all fuck off off my planet and stop bothering me. And then, <laughs> But then he rebuilds IG-11 who then s- sort of sacrifices his existence to um help yeah. them escape right at the end of series mm. one
1: yeah that, that was really and, good
0: mm, and that again that was something where you've got like so you've got like the um you've got the bit with the client um mm. where it's yes moth gideon we have the asset and then it's like we'll do you and then just they shoot up the entire of the cantina and um yeah, and then Moff Gideon turns up, and again, like I, I, under, I understand that um, uh, the guy who plays uh, guy who plays Moff Gideon, uh, Giancarlo Eposito, um, mm. I believe, is in um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, so he's like sort mm. of had, and his IMDb list is packed. You know, he's been in, but. He's not a guy that I've really sort of known before. And it looks like if you were watching Breaking Bad, you would. But yeah, I've not Mm. sort of. And yeah, he just turns up and you're like, you're fucking terrifying. Why? Because (laughs) he's very, you know, he's essentially not, not an ordinary man in a suit, but do you know what I mean? He's like, he turns up and it's just with such clear authority and how everyone reacts around him that you get sold immediately, that it's like, oh, right, so this is the... This is the baddie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's bad.
1: Um Much like talking.
0: And yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's that. It's more about how they are able to conduct themselves and other people conduct themselves around them that tells you, oh, fucking hell, yeah, well, actually.
1: Also him just shooting up, you know, all of his own men. <laughs>
0: that that but, is another but, thing as well when it's like the I'm two biker it's, yeah but it's also the two biker scouts which again but, is something uh, lovely yeah. in, those touches of ordinary risk. yeah where it's them sitting there bitching about their job mm-hmm. while they've got grogu in the uh like in the back no, that
1: was um, a v review seen the web series red versus blue no it, it's it's like a, an independent comedy based around halo and the pvp right. aspect of two you know a red team and a blue team sitting mm. in blood gulch canyon i think it is <laughs> um and they're just like what are we doing here you know like why are we trying to take their flag and then it just but it, yeah it, it's done so well for an independent um seriously yeah, I, I saw it many years ago now but those two scout troopers cut in it was like what you know of the you know the directors or the writers seen Red versus Blue, and it was just so similar. Yeah, the way that just these armor, uh, you know, military guys just chatting.
2: It's it's That's weird. Well, it it's... Of the kind of characters that um, John, um, no Robert Holmes would have written. John Holmes is yeah. a different person entirely. But Robert yeah. Holmes would have written in a Doctor Who story.
0: Mm. Yeah, they would have had that sort of. There'd have been that sort of double act where they just have this. Because like, even in the very. The very original, like a New Hope. There's the bit where it's two stormtroopers going. Have you seen those new uh, guns yeah. that they've got? Yeah, but we're not going to get one. And you, all, it's almost, is almost already doing it before Family Guy got, got round to it. Of like, you yeah. know, it's, it's where they didn't even put a guardrail here. Yeah, but it's not going to matter when we're famous musicians. And it's, <laughs> and I like, I do like that aspect. I also do love the fact that. I finally had a meme explained when I was when I was catching up with the Mandalorian, and it was just what was clearly the day after that episode went out that there was just someone had put um, like a picture of one of the of the actor who plays the biker scout who punches Grogu, like just whacks <laughs> him in the back. <laughs> someone had put up that pic- a picture of that actor, and it just had at the bottom, he's the one that did it. <laughs> go get it. And it was, <laughs> because everyone was just I can't do that to baby girl you can't yeah. do that
4: to baby
0: girl, as he was then and um, but yeah I think there's there's a lot a lot more fun to it in, mm. in a weird way something right what you were so right in what you said about when because obviously uh, although it turns out that his destiny Luke's destiny is you know sort of huge but it starts out that he's working on a moisture farm
3: mm.
0: and and similarly like Han Solo he's having a drink with his dog in the pub and you know <laughs> but Mandalorian sort although, of although he had already started Rebel,
1: the Rebel Alliance right, yeah <laughs> in, inadvertently
0: but, oh yeah that's true yeah but inadvertently like, every, like most just of the rest like, of his luck yeah, life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as as you said, I don't believe, believe so in love. I believe in love. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that, that does that does sort of hold true. But I think that's what it is. Mandal the Mandalorian is Han's end of Star Wars. Mm, yeah. So it has, you know, much more so than it is like, you know, forebodings and emperors and Jedi yeah. councils and stuff like that, and politicians and Senates and stuff. And princesses and queens and so on, whereas this it's is the much tax more liars. Liars. Yeah, it's the universe of the taxpayers. <laughs> yeah, and I, but and I, and I tell you what as well. And this is, I, I mean, there's actually. I, I mean, I'll come to that. I think we'll. I'll come to that at the conclusion. I mean, is there what what other bits and pieces um, have we not covered or have we not mentioned or? You know, favorite planets, favorite scenes, favorite anythings. Um, I like
2: I... the Tuscan Raiders mm-hmm. and then playing a yeah. big part rather than going ar, 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 yes. in an yeah. episode. They're so. Big. It makes guy much more of a bastard. Yeah. When you sit there murdering yeah. all the women yeah, and the children definitely. and everything, you know, they're a proper ordered society or you just yeah. don't understand what they're saying. And you sit there and think, oh, what bastard. Yeah. And, and it gives you the idea where, the, for want of a better expression, human
0: settlers have a problem with the sand people.
3: Mm, yeah. And it kind of
0: explains that relationship rather than as, you know, it's just a given or whatever like that. You know, I think, mm. yeah, they do. And actually, and that dragon, dragon. Is, the, the dragon. Is, yeah. is the one that uh, Obi-Wan impersonates mm. in A New Hope, isn't it? I yeah. mean, obviously, it didn't it's sound quite as it did last time
2: <laughs> where they when um when uh r2d and c3po crash on tatooine is that skeleton sticking out the sand mm. that's one of them as well oh is it yeah because there's the
0: because also the because uh, i love the fact that it's at a sarlacc and you're like fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> <laughs> although i have to say in terms of secret keeping I think I would have been on the ball when it was like, and again, we're talking about a show where apart from Werner Herzog, everyone gets a name. And then it's hooded mysterious stranger played by the bloke who played Django Fett. Right. Okay. I'm pretty, <laughs> I think in an episode where we've just watched the geezer walking around in clearly Boba Fett's armor <laughs> that he got off yeah. some jail, you know? And I was like, yeah, I don't think that's a, by the time that you know, by the time he turned around and then it just said, like, guess stuff tomorrow Morrison. And they're like, Yeah, no, that, that's gone out the fucking window, mate. Yeah, no, I <laughs> we know exactly what's happening there. I'm just sitting there rubbing my legs in a Vic Reef style, waiting for it.
2: <laughs> I also like the fact that the entire sequence, it was like, like the entire sequence of Captain Scarlet, seeing all these <laughs> dramatic concept paintings and stuff like that. that I really enjoyed that. Because comparing it to the scenes, like when you mm-hmm. used to watch Star Trek and you said, seen that one, seen that one with the end credits come up yeah. clip. It was good to compare the uh, like concept art yeah, to definitely. the actual
0: or like at the end of the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes, where they used to have the original Sydney Paget drawings, and you could see, oh my god, they yeah. just used like a story bomb for that scene or whatever yeah. like that. <laughs> and I presume, I presume they're not Chris... Macquarie um, artwork. Was, no, because he,
2: he died a couple of years ago.
0: That's what I was going to say. Ralph, I, Ralph I thought Ralph he was
1: Ralph. Yeah. yeah, Ralph.
2: Yeah, sorry, no, yeah. they, they definitely honest, had, a, a of,
1: had a similarity.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of concept art has that Ralph Macquarie. I mean, across computer mm. games and everything. Mm. it's yeah, there. an artistic it's trend mm. to look like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think well, it's because it's clear and informative. Yeah. Well, also,
0: it's, let's face it, he's probably the most influential concept yeah. artist of the 20th century, certainly in terms of film. Yeah. And it's oh, yeah. and legacy, you know, I think probably, yeah. Um, although there is a, there's a lovely, uh, this is two things that have come up, but yeah, I, I just, Wanted to mention because you brought up obviously about Anakin being an even bigger shitbag because of the sand people. I did see a, I did see a lovely, I did see a lovely thing earlier where it was the um, Vader Luke confrontation <clears throat> at the end of Empire, and it was just like uh, Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. Yeah, but he did tell me he was a pussy who didn't like sand. <laughs>
2: I saw a good one the other day, and it was um, Mace Window and Anakin. And um, Anakin says, uh, I fixed the droid like you said. And and he goes, well, you haven't, because there's still something wrong with it. And he goes, well, what is that? And he goes, well, he keeps calling you master. As far as I'm concerned, you wasn't one, was you? Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> very, would a nice, you
0: but um so chris what what anything that you feel that yeah we haven't covered or needs to be uh, brought to the fore or
1: so well i just think you know it, they've set it up right for a, a, an everlasting Yep, they could just keep bringing out a series of this and i'm sure we'd all love it
0: well yeah. there was there was that joke going around for a while where it, because I genuinely thought it was true, and it was like, um, and it was newsflash: Pedro Pascal has uh, received a severe back injury by carrying the weight of the entire Star Wars franchise. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, and also, and you know, Book of Boba Fett, I'm fucking excited for that. Mm, absolutely, As, especially,
2: yeah. especially when he just turns up. For, Interesting little fact about that. You know, at the end, you got a uh, bit tuna.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: And he's got that staff. Is that's the one that
0: came with kept... the toy.
2: Yeah. It never actually appeared in the movie. I it thought only so. came with the toy. Yeah. And it's Sorry in that off. episode. I wanted to say to you about that, but obviously mm, I couldn't, couldn't because you to say, see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, I got really excited
0: and th- I thought that was the case because that's one thing that, um, that i'd forgotten to mention that i have seen people talk about is they have put in a lot of and and also confirmed for me something they've put in a lot of stuff that was toys but never on the fucking screen
3: Mm.
0: and one of which is the like imperial armor transport transport Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: yeah. yeah with the like sort of curved Doors at the front that you sit in, and then the troops are all lined press up. The
2: buttons on the top, and used to get sound clips of R2D2, where are you? And you yes. press the buttons on the gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, that again, I mean, this is something that I think, I mean, uh, Maybe we'll do it once. Once we're through. Once we're through the series and things like that. Is I think we might need to just have a reminisce about the toys at some point. But yeah, I was I was very excited because I I knew about that and then I saw that staff and I was like, right, I definitely remember Bib Fortuna having that uh, having that um, staff as a toy, but it was never in the in in the there's a, film. There's
2: a, I'll have to tell you in a future episode what the channel is called, but there's an excellent YouTube channel. About the toys, and it's two videos I watched this week are about the Tonica Sisters and why you can't get oh. action figures of the Tonica Sisters. Ooh. And another and why, one, I saw. That was, um, it very- it's all I- to I- do with not not creating a legal precedent when it comes to uh-huh. characters who never signed a likeness agreement. Ah. So they don't make the toys. There's no precedent for all those other actors to come forward. Mm. And the other thing is the saga of Snaggletooth, the action mm.
1: figure. Who's the wrong size, mm. wasn't he?
2: Oh, it goes a lot deeper than that. Ooh. The actual costume he's wearing on the cover of the action figure is not how he appears in the film. So why no. is he wearing that? And yeah, there is an explanation, but I'll let oh, you find out that. Oh yeah, video. yeah. No, you have to. You'll
0: have to. You'll have to let us know and let the let the uh, the listening the listening public both of them let them know um, <laughs> uh, on the
1: uh, on the next uh, um, um. What, One one thing I, I didn't, or at least at the moment, I wasn't sure about Boba Fett taking Jabba's palace like that. Hmm. It didn't immediately seem to me, you know, like what it, it doesn't quite fit what I would have imagined of Boba Fett and and Fennec Shand. So. Hmm. You know, it'd be great to see what they come up with. I have no doubt they will pull it off. But, yeah, yeah, it it was a surprise. I imagined him to, you know, not really want a base like that.
2: Yeah, well, and also... It might be he wants the people that come through it rather than the actual... Mm -hmm. Mm. Is he stopping stopping point, you know, for the moment? <laughs> What's that?
0: Or, <laughs> or is he just going to follow, clearly Big Fortuna followed his boss's mm. example and had got a lot fatter. I mean, not quite jab at proportions. You know, I don't know if he could do that He's without. Big Tuna. But he Big Fat Tuna. But also, uh, you know, could Boba just sit there, get really fat and start calling himself Boba the Fat? <laughs> I'd quite like that. <laughs> But, so Boba, but the yeah. fat. Boba, the, yeah, Boba Fat, yeah, Boba <laughs> Fat. There is actually a really good, um, uh, and he's he's friend of a friend, but there is a really good fucking DJ called Boba Fat, spelled P H A T, and uh, yeah, check <laughs> the shit out. He's really fucking good. Um, but um, yeah, I think that I'm very excited for that. I'd be, I really think I want to check out. I think I'll be checking out the Ahsoka thing. I obviously want to see the third series of this, so we'll come Mm. back at some point and talk about that, no doubt. Um, That time, I will be fucking following it, because if them bitches are going to pull another Boba Fett or Luke Skywalker out of their arse, I I, I don't want to be hearing about it three days later, and then, oh, for fuck's sake. So...
2: (laughs) That's what To me, like, I was I was going to get around to watching it. And then I woke up one morning and Mark Hamill went, oh, did anybody catch anything last night? Mm-hmm. And I thought, what's he talking about? And then I was just going through Google and that just said it on the news. So I said to Sam, oh, we got to watch it because, you know, and so we finished, yeah. we watched four episodes of season one and the whole of season two all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I got so sore bum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it
2: Oh yeah well I
0: think I mean certainly I mean certainly yeah absolutely great and I think this is probably the thing that sums it up most for me and like I say like I said earlier this is like you know I am super excited I only finished watching it um, Thursday and it's yeah. But the thing that you know, you've so you've brought Boba Fett back. Luke Skywalker's just turned up. Um, um, Mando has technically become the ruler of Mandalore because he's got the dark saber. But the whole end of that is just him taking the helmet off and Grogu touching his face. so sad yeah and it was like that's the that's this story like the rest of it sort of fell by the wayside it's like right here's all these big political you know these big sort of monumental changes in galactic law and fighting off the you know fucking up the imperials and getting rid of that and you know all this other stuff but really just at the heart of it was just them two and it was like you know it really was so sad so touching Mm. yeah and yeah, and I was just really, you know, at that point I was blown away. But I was like, oh yeah, shit, I really care about everyone in this. Yeah, you know, and sort of, I mean, even even when it's like minor stuff where they're like, like, like they let Mix go and you just say, oh, it's a shame he got killed in the, um, <laughs> he got killed in the battle and whatever like that. And but then even when he says back to him, right, yeah, no, I never saw your face. And yeah. even though he te- mm. he takes his mask off at that point, and it's again, it's one of those things where you—that's the fundamental thing of it—is yes, he has been brought up in this way, but he's now trying to protect Grogu.
3: Mm. and yeah,
0: it's like that's right. So every important. part of my belief system or mm. whatever like that can fuck off because I just yeah. want to find I want to find my boy, and it's mm. like yeah, just really yeah. sweet and. Um, so well done. Yeah.
3: yeah okay. uh,
0: well, I think we can probably have a guess at where the scores are going on this. As I say, Lee in his. Oh, what are we scoring out of, though? Here's the interesting thing Frog babies. Eaten frog babies. Frog. frog,
2: babies. Babies. frog <laughs> eggs. Munched amphibious eggs.
1: froggy snacks.
2: froggy <laughs> <Progress> snacks. <laughs> Yes,
0: because like yeah. yeah. yes, they're Grogu snacks. Grogu snacks. Because I'm I'm looking forward to not only that becoming a thing, mm-hmm. where I can go into a shop and eat Grogu snacks, um, but also I just like the idea that they might go down some Scooby Doo route with it, and uh, Grogu's like, "All right, do-do-do-do. <laughs> um, well I mean As, as, I, as I say Our, our absent um, Our absent friend Mr Lee In his In his capacity as a false ghost Has told me that he gives The Mandalorian 10 Grogu snacks out of 10 So
1: Chris well, what do you it, give
0: the Mandalorian?
1: It, even though Lee might be a trigger happy Joa slaughterer, I am going to have to follow <laughs> follow in these these footsteps
4: <laughs>
1: and join him at the, uh, the ten.
2: Yep, Mister Wes. Yep, the same. A 10. a ten. It was excellent. It's a ten.
0: Yeah, and.
2: I tell t- the scores. T- well, I'll,
0: te- I'll tell you. i tell you what. Just, just to give you, just to give you an idea of the real strength of feeling. Certainly, certainly from this end of the two, um is this has an overall score of forty-one grogu snacks out of forty because I've gone with eleven because fuck it.
4: You know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned,
0: after Empire. This is probably the thing I would watch mm. again and watch the most.
1: And uh, yeah. so, I think if yeah. I just finished watching it, as you had, I might have, I might have needed to go for the eleven.
0: I th- I think yeah. that's what it is. Is I think okay. I'm just yeah. I'm very loved up with it. I think only... it's a very great, great. You know, just perfect almost.
2: I'm only giving it ten because there isn't any more episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. A good if they pulled
2: their finger out, then maybe they would have gotten 11.
0: Well, it's not, not only that, but also the great thing is now, is obviously we can come back and we'll be like, well, you know, series... And, and obviously in our position as Instagram influencers and podcast stations, <laughs> um, you know, we would, we'll be there going, well, you see, series one and two... Well, it's a fully-rounded story, and a chapter in uh, 14 parts. Was it 14? I don't know. I don't know anymore.
1: Season 2 was eight.
0: Yeah, I think they're both eight, actually, so Mm. it's 16 parts, Mm. isn't it? Uh, But, yes, the 16 chapters, and they were very good. You're really going to have to make sure that Series 3 can maintain that 41 out of 40 Grogan Snacks rating. And if you don't, well... I feel sorry for you, but
1: yeah, I think, I think you should release an episode just talking like that. It did go slightly David Bowie at the end. It's, like that, well, that's it that's it. perfectly acceptable. It was
2: a, bit of, a bit of Bowie and Boland there, all in yeah it, was, it together, was, it, really.
0: yeah, it was going everywhere. That was it. Was a, it was a glam soup of a voice. <laughs> that's what that was. But um... I'll do Brian Ferry. <laughs> oh no, he's got the horse in. Oh no no no. Oh. So well on that on that glam wave um I think oh and also I just wanted to say Wes and the guitar called bombs came back as well which I was very pleased for you. When
4: uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah um, but um yeah well I think it only remains for me to introduce our special guest, Werner Herzog and he would like to thank you all for listening and wishing you most happiness and a penis Mm -hmm. and uh, so thank you Wesley Adam and Chris for inviting me here
1: good night good night good night
3: night.
1: Night. (laughs) I'm going to have some interesting dreams tonight (laughs)
3: Hehehehehehehehe <laughs> <laughs>